You're listening to Teacher Talk Tuesdays with Dr. Yvonne, author of Look Who's Talking and countless other educational materials. This podcast is a safe place for teachers to share their incredible stories, struggles, and triumphs. The educational system as we know it has changed, but no worries, Dr. Yvonne is here to help. Now, here's your host, Dr. Yvonne. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining me for Teacher Talk Tuesday on this Tuesday evening, the last Tuesday of January in 2023. I just want to talk to you today about cultural exposure. The educational system is supposed to be well-rounded in giving our students everything that they need, the exposure that they need in certain areas. So I just want to know, when did we stop taking kids on field trips? I can remember always going on a field trip. At every grade level, there was a designated field trip that students went on. I don't care what it was. And I can still remember those field trips when I was in Illinois and how we were excited to go on these field trips. And my parents went on them three times because they had three kids. So every year when that child got to that grade level, they went on that same field trip. I remember going to Springfield, um, going to the, the zoo. I remember going to the Capitol. I remember those. And they were designated times in the educational um, experience that we had to go to these museums and these places to learn more about our culture and where we came from and where we grew up. Even when I was teaching in Illinois, we still had cultural experiences and cultural exposure. We took kids to to operas. We made connections with opera houses where our kids got to go see Wicked. You know, they got to go see The Lion King on Broadway at a, a, a a discounted rate because it was through the school. So, I mean, now we get basketball tickets, but is that all we get exposing our kids to is basketball? Sports? There's other things in our environment, in our culture that they need to be exposed to. So I just really want to advocate for our students. And, you know, if you if you feel the same way, somebody please let me know that our kids need those experiences. We can't just keep them stuck in those four walls and try to barrel down their throat what's in those books that we have because now we know all those books are not written by people that look like us some of the stories in there don't depict us well most of the stories don't depict us and if they do they don't depict us in a good way we need to make sure that our kids our our children the ones that look like us that they get the experience and the exposure and education and the cultural that the, the culture that they need to be able to feel good about themselves. I mean, when was the last time you your child came home and told you they read a story about them? They read a story about someone that looked like them. And I remember when I was in Colorado, I had a, a young lady who said that she was tired of looking in books and not seeing herself. So she went on a ploy. She went on a an adventure to find all of the books that she could find that had little black girls, little brown girls in the books that looked like her. She went out on a quest to do that and she found the books. She found over a hundred books. Then it became a thousand books and she went on this quest and everybody helped her with it. And we have to understand that when our children don't see themselves in the stories that they read, they don't make connections. And it's, it really bothers me 
because when I'm teaching reading and I hear administrators say um, or, or other teachers say, oh, well, our ki the kids here can't make connections. They don't know how to make text to self connections. Well, I imagine not because there's nothing in the text that looks like them or reminds them of them or reminds them of their experience. So what kind of connection do you really expect them to have? If they've never been outside of their world, if they never see anything other than what you give them, they have to be able to see themselves. So I love teaching stories. I love reading stories and teaching my students experiences and giving them experiences. And that's why I like talking about myself. I'll tell them about my experiences, the things that I've endured, the things that I've gone through, the things that I can connect to, because I've seen some things. And I believe our children need to have those same experiences and those same cultural experiences to be exposed to those things outside of what they see on a daily basis. I mean, where where would do we think we would be if we hadn't had those experiences? I mean, think about it, really. Honestly, truly think about it. Think about those students who've never gone anywhere, who the only place they've ever been to was to grandma or grandpa's house that was down the street. They've never been to another state. They've never been to an, an, another city. They've only been in their neighborhood. They haven't gone outside the, the box that they live in. When we say it takes a village to raise a child, well, guess what? Your village is bigger than your neighborhood. Your village is bigger than your house. Your village is bigger than your family. There are experiences that our students need to have, and we need to be able to take them on field trips, and it shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be going through all so much red tape to get a field trip. There's so much red tape that you have to fill out to get a field trip to be able to get kids to go. They got to get uh, uh, chaperones have to be fingerprinted. They got to have background checks. I mean, I understand we want our kids to be safe. Don't get me wrong. I believe wholeheartedly that our kids should be safe. But if these are the kids' parents, I mean, come on, for real? I remember growing up and going on field trips with my son, and I never had to fill out a background check. I didn't have to get fingerprinted. All I had to do was fill out the form and say I wanted to go. And I was there. And yes, sometimes I would drive, and sometimes I would ride the bus because... You know, they won't let the kids ride in the car with you because they're not responsible. But, you know, I wanted my child to have that experience. So I would ride the bus with him. Whatever mode of transportation they had, I would take with them. But guess what? Parents can't ride the buses anymore. They have to drive their cars to the field trips. So how are you making it easy? What if the parents don't have a car? What if they don't have transportation to get there, but they want to be a part of their kid's life? They want to be a part of that experience. We're keeping them from having an experience that maybe they didn't even have as a child. But because we have all of these crazy rules now that the kids, the parents can't even ride on the bus with the kids. That is the craziest thing ever. I've never heard of that. I'm just hearing that. I, I've taught in Illinois and I've taught in Colorado and parents were always allowed to be able to ride on the bus with their kids to the field trip unless they wanted to drive. Now there was some times where a teacher had to drive in case a kid got sick or if somebody got in trouble and they had to go home. Oh, cause we had those type of kids where if you got out of pocket, Oh, the teacher who drove would take you back to school and then go back. We had stuff designated just for that. We had to have waivers signed to be able to transport students. But other than that, 
we didn't have a problem being able to drive if we wanted to. Actually, we had to. But now, parents don't even have the option to ride on the bus with their child. If they go, they have to they they have to drive their own vehicle. And I just think that is so sad that in this day and age that we're putting parents through so much to try to be a part of our students' lives, to be able to be a part of field trips and being able to be a part of that community. But we talk about community. We preach community. We preach that we want volunteers and we want the parents to volunteer. But when they come in to volunteer or when they come in to do something, we treat them like criminals. Yeah, I understand. I'm, I Don't get me wrong. I understand the shootings and we got to be careful, but there has to be a level of security and a level of maximum security. And right now, we it's just ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. And the other cultural experiences, you know, um, career days, having speakers to come in. When I tell you, maybe it was because it was middle school. I don't know. Because with middle school, we had, it was like a half a day for career day. It was from like nine to 11 and in all of the classes, each classroom had at least three speakers to come into their classroom to talk to them about different things, three or more. That, that was the way it was coordinated. And it was awesome. The kids came dressed up in, you know, business attire. It didn't necessarily have to be about who they wanted to dress like or what they wanted to be when they grow up because we, we had to stop doing that because one one time we had a child came in dressed like a stripper because she said that's what she wanted to be when she grew up. So we had to stop letting them come in dressed as what they wanted to be. I'm, I'm being honest. So they just told them just to wear, you know, business attire or casual attire for, for career day. But they were exposed to a lot and there were people who were coming to them and talking to them that looked like them. You know, I met a biochemist who, who, who was African-American who created, um, that was the first time I was exposed to, um, an African-American creating, um, hair products for us. And I met him at our career day. I started buying his product. His name was Michael. I, I loved it. It used to be sold in Walgreens in, in Illinois and it made my hair grow. It made, it was soft. It was all organic. I loved it. You know, we came across those kind of people, came across people who were in, you know, the medical field, who were doctors, who, who were surgeons, who were heart surgeons, you know, OBGYNs and, um, what, what pediatricians we, they, they were exposed to that. Yeah, we had the firemen, we had the police chief, we had all of those to come in as well. We had the military people come in, but we know we had people who came in who knew something. We even had, you know, basketball stars and, you know, sports people come in, newscasters, anchor people. These are jobs that we need to understand, authors that our students weren't exposed to. So we have to be careful of how we expose our children to culture. What are we doing to enhance them instead of having them sitting in the classroom all the time reading about stuff? Bring the stuff to the school. I remember in Colorado, um, our kids were talking about poetry and they didn't like poetry. And we were talking about had spoken word. Well, for my poetry unit, I reached out to uh, a poet in Colorado who I knew that I had been in a play with. And she brought another friend with her who's with a poet and they did spoken word. They taught the kids a different genre and how to do spoken word. And we had a poetry slam. It was awesome. 
We had an arts night. Um, I taught the kids how to mime dance and they taught them a routine. Some of them did art and art and we just had a whole arts night and it became an annual thing that we did every year. And it was beautiful because we exposed our kids to something beautiful. I had a student who people thought was hard to get to. He wanted to do a rap. Go ahead, do it. And I told him it had to be clean and it had to be something that was uplifting. He wrote a poem. He, he wrote a rap about education and why it was important to get one. The most beautiful thing. What did I do after that? I set him up with a producer to be able to go in to, to the radio station or to be able to put, put it down on tracks and to be able to get it recorded. These are the things that we need to expose our kids to. What are they creative about? What do they want to do? Find out what they want to do and help them find a way to do it. I love it. I have a, a ex student of mine in Colorado who is booming in the, in the music industry right now. His name is Neptune and he's all over social media. He's traveling. He's going places. He did halftime for the, the, the Denver Nuggets basketball game. I wish I could have been there. But it was all because he, I recommended him to go to a, arts, a, a music camp. Wrote him a letter of recommendation to help him get 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 a grant to be accepted into the school, into the, the summer program. And his, his life took off. These are the things that we should be exposing our students to. Giving them different cultural experiences where they can find their niche. They can find out what it is they want to do. How do they want to do it? I talk to my students all the time about me being an author, a published author. Having my own podcast, having my own publishing company, having my own business. They should be able to know that they can do this too. These are things that our kids need to know. These are things that our kids need to see. That there's more to life than just reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yes, those are the basics. But what are you passionate about? What do you love to do? I tell my students all the time, find something that you love to do and find a way to get paid doing it. And that way you'll be happy. What sense does it make to get a job and go to a, a nine to five every day and you don't even like what you do just to make money? It's not worth doing it. We have to be able to make things meaningful for our students. It has to have meaning. Why are we doing these things that don't have meaning? They don't understand all of that. They need to see relevance. Most of our kids really don't understand anything if it's not relevant. Hmm. When was the last time you made something relevant? We have to understand that these are the things that we need to do to give our students those cultural experiences and those cultural exposures, exposing them to the things that they probably will never see. That's what the school should be doing, opening their eyes to that, enlightening them to that, the things around them that they probably won't ever see anywhere else. That's what we need to do. So hopefully we can get back to those field trips and exposing our students to those cultural experiences that would give them what they need. There's too much history here in Texas. There's too many things that we can expose our students to that we don't do. Do you imagine how many places we could partner with and, 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 and call upon to do some things to take our kids to some field trips that they would give us probably do it for free? I did it in Colorado. 
I was a part of the, the, the placing, the acting and, and doing stuff. We, we went to, um, I was in the Wiz and our school came, we got tickets, sold out the whole house. It wasn't just for the students. It was for the parents. It was for the community. It was for anyone who wanted to come and support our students to give them that experience, that cultural experience. Those are the things that we need to do for our students. Those are the things we need to do. Exposure, that cultural exposure. So uh, hopefully we can get this right. We can get this right. But I'm going to try something new, you all. Um, Next week, next week, I'm going to post my um, podcast and I'm going to post it early and then I'm going to go live on uh, probably Instagram so you all can see it. So you all can come in and talk to me, give me questions, give me some feedback on what you think about the podcast. So after I go live, then, you know, I'm going to see if maybe I can turn this into a podcast that I could do on Instagram or maybe Facebook so we can um, get some other things exposed and get some things out there. So I'm going to try something different. Also, it will be coming to clubhouse. Um, I will be doing, um, teacher talk Tuesday on clubhouse as just a group to be able to talk to other teachers and parents, anyone who wants to come into the clubhouse group to just talk about educational things, same things that we talk about here on my podcast, maybe give me some ideas, some other topics to talk about. So I want to be able to hear from the people so we can know what's going on so we can move forward in this educational thing. All right. Again, I am your host, Dr. Yvonne. I thank you for tuning in for Teacher Talk Tuesday. And again, you've been listening and I am the teacher that talks. God bless and hope to see you again or hear from you again. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed Teacher Talk Tuesdays with Dr. Yvonne. Tune in next time for more incredible stories, struggles, and triumphs.